Hi, Dr. Sears. I'm not sure what to do about my daughter. Hey, Dr. Sears. When I opened my baby's diaper, what came out really Hi, Dr. Sears. My kids refuse to eat fruits and vegetables. What do I do? I've been more terrible foods the last couple of days. Can I get your advice, Dr. Sears? Welcome to the Dr. Sears Family Podcast. We are here to celebrate the many joyful moments of parenting and hopefully help you through some of those moments that aren't quite so joyful. (laughs) I'm your host, Dr. Jim Sears, along with my sister, certified health coach, Hayden Sears. Hello. Good day to you and our little brother over there on the other side of the room, sound man, Matt. I'm so far away. (laughs) Yeah. So we... (laughs) So we got a funny text this morning from Matt. <laughs> from Matt. We're, <laughs> we're supposed we, to meet we, at nine. We, we're going to gonna say, hey, let's start a little early. Let's, yeah. let's start on time. And and we got a text at 8.59. Do you have it up? I, I'll read it. Let's, let me pull it up. Had something to do with poop and a four-year-old. <laughs> I have it. We're, here we go, Matt. Um, I'm literally pulling up to the studio here, and Matt texts us, there in 20, literally walking out the door and, quotes, Daddy, I need to poop, end quotes. So <laughs> I'm guessing it wasn't you that had to poop. Matt. Was... Yes, I was telling our father. No. <laughs> Daddy. Uh, yeah. And, well. th- and that's always when they have to poop is when you're trying yeah. to get exactly. out the door. You know, trying yeah. to rush out. I was mm-hmm. already running a little late. Yeah, I was going to say, um, <laughs> if that happened at nine... Oh, now, no, no. had you been on time, you would have been gone by the time he had to poop. Well, well but he is a four-year-old, I, so he gets to. Well, here's the thing. I, I sent the text after. Oh, after all that. Oh, okay, yes. I was just okay, curious. That makes sense. Yeah, that so makes sense. It, it was about 8.40, oh, okay. 8.45 or right, so. Right yeah. when you're supposed to be leaving. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. Uh, so, I would have almost been on time today. Is, oh. is he at the age? Well, you're a musician. So, you know, hey, this is early for you and stuff. Um, <laughs> Question though, uh, he's at the age so he he doesn't do any of that himself yet. Um, or is he starting he, to learn? He he can do it by himself. He prefers. You yeah, know, the wiping at that point is kind of yeah. hard. Yeah, still. and it's one of those things. If you don't do it, probably it be, it's, it's come messy. A mess. Yeah, it's just easier and faster if I help. Okay, so. Matt, I just had the most vivid flashbacks. Oh my gosh! So I was a teenager when Matt was four, and I just remember we had a big house because there's eight kids, right? And so I just remember Matt being downstairs. My mom's upstairs in a room, and he's yelling, "Wipe, wipe, <laughs> wipe, wipe!" And she's probably nursing a baby or you know doing something. So so I he always had to wait forever. <laughs> and probably, it's probably why you're so patient, Matt, actually. Just sitting there. He probably had to wait five, ten minutes often. <laughs> Man. Oh, my God. I'm going to try that next time I've pooped. I'm just going to yell white <laughs> downstairs and see what my wife does. Just like imagine? leave the front door to your house open to the neighborhood. Why Anybody? do you watch? <laughs> Or like that was it? Uh, oh, geez. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, all right. so yes, yeah, so we got through the pooping fiasco we of 2019. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Made so, it to the studio. So, did your wiping, and now we're here doing you the Doctor Family right? Podcast <laughs> several times. Oh, wow! So, don't forget to find us on Instagram and Facebook, <laughs> Doctor Sears Family Podcast, and on the internet, uh, ask drsears.com slash podcast, and send us your stories of your four-year-old's needing to be wiped. Yes, please do. Comment, and we'll, re- yes. we'll read your stories. Yeah. We'll read your stories on the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, it'd be 
interesting to, to to do a poll like who how old were your kids when they finally were just on their own? Yeah, you, you know? didn't check their you know you didn't check them yeah, or obviously anything. The, obviously, the pee probably is sooner than mm-hmm. the than the poop, but it'd be kind of cool to 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 kind of get the the. Um, the spectrum yeah. uh, and the range of when kids. Yeah. So comment with the age that your kids were fully independent in the bathroom. I, I actually would be curious to see what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably some teenagers still aren't. <laughs> they're, like, yeah, right. they're like, wipe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> they text their mom. What? <laughs> just like, no, oh, just like make sure to wash your hands and stuff, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you're listening, that means you probably like the show. So please tell your family and friends and share it. Uh, grab their phones and da- uh, download the podcast on it and just start playing it for them. And, yeah, like and, we did with our parents. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then give us a rating. The ratings help us. Mm-hmm. And uh, it helps us. Uh, I don't know exactly how it helps us, but uh, it eventually helps yeah. us uh, have rankings and all that kind of it stuff. It helps us so feel good about cool. ourselves, you know. Yes. <laughs> some, some validation always <laughs> helps. <laughs> so uh, stuff we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk about tips for expanding your child's vocabulary mm-hmm. so that they can have good words <laughs> so they have can words instead of saying wipe well. so they can talk <laughs> instead they of can, screaming wipe they can scream something else yes please father come wipe my bottom with an english accent oh no that was last episode <laughs> yeah, right. and then we're going to talk about uh what to do if your preschooler is picking his nose mm. or if your teenager or if your husband <laughs> is picking his nose and then um and what else? oh and then we're going to get to more of those 33 things that you need to stop doing to your kids right now. Yes. And uh so some of them I'm trying to find the ones we've done already <laughs> fighting over little things, not assigning responsibilities, overscheduling, overscheduling, those are things that we need to stop it. But we're going to move on from there and do a lot of the other ones. And there's some pretty cool mm-hmm. things on here. Some good uh, ones. So good a show lot. today. But before we get into all that, um the other day, my dad, every once in a while, he has these really cool get-togethers. If there's ever a, a, um, a prominent author or a prominent figure, uh, in the, usually in the nutrition world, because mm-hmm. that's the world we kind of uh, he operates in now, um, he will invite a few of them over for a dinner at his, at his house. Mm-hmm. And he, he has a, a really great view overlooking the ocean. So it's a, it's a great setting. And uh, the what was it? Just that was that last week. Yeah, that last was just week, last week. week uh, we went over. Um, Hayden and I went as well. And he had invited a few bloggers and some some pretty cool uh, authors. Yeah, doctors, authors, medical mm-hmm. professionals. Yeah, and uh, one of them, uh, Johnny Bowden, who's been on the show, did the doctors with me. Uh, so it was cool to see him after a few years. And he's uh, he's written books about smart oils and keto and things like that. And then uh, there's uh, Dr. Bryce Wild, who's been on Dr. Oz a bunch. Mm-hmm. And then, um, um, oh, I'm bumming. There's one other guy. I can't remember yeah, his he name. Did some, he wrote a book on arthritis. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, oh, what was gosh. his name? I think his book was called The Arthritis Cure. Yeah. Why, why doesn't it? Why isn't it? Or Arthritis Solution, was it? Yeah. Well, we'll pull it up. But it was so fun. I mean, it was, there's probably 25 people there. All of them were so passionate about health and nutrition. And some of them, their career is to find products that will really enhance people's life. I mean, these Mm -hmm. people really care about what they're doing and just hearing how they talk about it. They they brought a bunch of samples. So. 
yeah. my family's hooked up for a while, which is great. That's yeah, always fun. Yeah, it was cool. And it was nice. I, I was chatting with uh, the docs, and uh, I, one of my favorites is, is, is Dr. Bryce. He Because um, he's a functional medicine doctor, mm-hmm. and uh, so I, a lot of just just very minute pathways of metabolism that he'll talk about and stuff sometimes and it's really cool to, and uh, mm-hmm. um, and then I'll ask him just a simple sim- simple question and uh, which is pretty cool I, I, I get to kind of um, uh, bend his bend his ear a little bit but um, something came up we were talking about these just really deep nutritional subjects but then we kind of we pulled back a little bit and I don't know who I, I think I asked him. Uh, I'm just curious, what supplements do you take? Uh-huh. You know, and and so each of us kind of we went around and well, I take this, 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 and this, and I take this, this, and this, and I take this, and this, and this, and all it was interesting. All four of us uh, actually took pretty much the same wow. thing. We all took uh, an omega mm-hmm. supplement, yes, a healthy, that's, a healthy that's oil. Um, for a variety, some people were taking a vegan one, uh, some people were taking fish oil, but we were all taking an omega. That was the, all, the, all the ones, that, that's the one we said first. Mm-hmm. And we were all taking a vitamin D3. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, we were all taking some sort of multiple nutrient, uh, a lot of them were taking, uh, like a multi, I take juice plus, mm-hmm. which I tell them, well, you know, if you're taking a multi, why don't you just take juice plus? It's cause like it's a hundred times better. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you get all the, the, you get the 20 things that's, in your multiple, multiple plus the other thousand or two or ten thousand that's in an apple and an orange and and beets and kale mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Half of those we haven't even discovered yet. So, um, and that was that was kind of it, wow. you know. And um, it was kind of cool. That's Just, really cool. You know, it was such a great evening. But my favorite part was uh, there was a chef invited that made us this most gorgeous meal. And he's a functional medicine chef, Chef Gerard. Yeah. And yeah, so cool. so a function medicine chef, it's so interesting. Um, what they do is they create ways to make their food even more healthy. So they add ingredients that add a ton of extra nutrients to your food without it tasting bad. <laughs> you would yeah, never right. know. Mm-hmm. So for example, he would sweeten something with elderberry syrup or mm-hmm. or turn it pink with elderberry syrup. Like he would saw I think he sauteed beets in elderberry mm-hmm. syrup. Oh yeah. Or those he, beets were so uh, so good. good. I think those are my they didn't favorite. taste like beets. They, they just no, taste they like were so heaven. good. Um there was, or, a, there was or, a black elderberry margarita. I didn't even get one. Which was cool. Yeah, that was like, wow. I mean, this is good for me. Right? (laughs) I'll have another. (laughs) Or he would put like algae powder in the the dipping sauce, you know, in the the aioli. So it's just a great – I think that's the next – what we're seeing now with with things like chefs or even you said a functional medicine doctor. They're specializing in their own field but doing what they can to make that field be as – as beneficial as possible. And it was really cool. So I took a video. He went through and explained all the dishes he made and how he uh, enhanced the nutrients of that Mm -hmm. dish. And I videoed it and sent it to my 11-year-old daughter because she wants to be a chef someday. That's like, she's been saying that since she was four. And and so I introduced this concept to her of of a functional medicine chef. um, And she really resonated with it because, and what she resonated with was that is so creative. Like he gets to be creative above and beyond just assembling the ingredients and or following a recipe or creating a recipe. It, he goes a step above and beyond is how can I be creative to implement all these healthy ingredients in a way that you really don't taste them, but they're they're really 
add a significant amount of nutrients to your food. Oh, so cool. she was really excited about exploring that. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. And of course, in my head, I'm like, ooh, that is a great career. <laughs> Please yes. do that. And you can cater all my parties. And you can exactly. <laughs> Yeah, right. Did, is that video something we could post? Is it postable? Yeah, I think so. All right, well, so yeah. we'll post that on yeah. the uh, on the on the social platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny. We had the salmon he made was just amazing. Oh, it was kind of crispy on the outside, uh-huh. but just juicy on the inside, just just delectable so and tastes and so good. Mm-hmm. And I was asking him, like, and I I didn't realize it was a different type of salmon. Mm-hmm. I, you know, because usually when we have these dinners, my dad makes the salmon, right? Mm-hmm. He always makes sockeye salmon, That's which is amazing. Favorite. Wild yeah, Alaskan so good. sockeye salmon. But I'm like, this is so much better. <laughs> What'd you do different? I'm like, well, and dad goes, well, first off, I didn't make it. I'm like, oh, Chef Gerard made it. Okay. <laughs> he didn't overcook um, it. But he actually used king salmon mm-hmm. instead of sockeye, which is, they're both great, but king yeah. salmon is more, I was asking him the difference. I didn't really realize there was a big difference. Um, it's a lot more fatty. The yeah. king salmon is a higher fat content. And just it made it more juicy. Yeah. You and, can really tell yeah. the difference. It, yeah. That's my favorite is the king salmon. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so. that was cool. And um, I'm looking forward to another one of those. And you guys will you'll look at this video. You'll, you'll be really oh, jealous. so good. But you know the cool thing? I just pigged out. I absolutely mm-hmm. pigged out, but I did not feel bloated. Mm-mm. I didn't feel brain foggy or tired or yucky or just, it was just, I felt energized and good. Yeah. You know? So we should have those every day. <laughs> yes, I, I need a private chat. Well, my daughter. That's how she can earn her, her cell phone and her gas money and her car insurance is she can make dinner. Mm, nice. <laughs> All right. Cool. So, yeah. So that was awesome. And um, we learned some cool stuff and we got to, to bend the ear of some pretty smart mm-hmm. people. And you know what's so interesting? That's how we learn a lot is, mm-hmm. you know, you guys are doctors, pediatricians, but the way we continue our learning is we interact with these people that have amazing specialties and and we get to just really glean from them and um, and then we get to share that with you guys. So there's yeah, super yeah. special times. Yeah. The um, so changing subjects, uh, I, I, I don't know why I have this written on here. I think I thought of this this morning. I the last couple of months, I, I like. I'm a side sleeper. Mm-hmm. I like to sleep on my side, and often, uh, have I talked about this before? My pillow. <clears throat> I think so, but okay, it's okay. So it's good. If you guys are side sleepers out there, um, you probably you might wake up if you're if you're trying to sleep on your side. Your legs. What do you do with your legs? You if you bend your knees, then one knee's on top of the other. Yeah. And if you're like me, the guy that has bony knees, that's not very comfortable. Or if if you try to put both of your legs on the mattress, then then you're twisted. You're twisted weird. Yeah, that's you, not good either. You know, that's not good. So I I am on Amazon. I just went. I typed in um, knee pillow, and I uh-huh. got this cool little. It's just kind of this half little mini pillow. It's made of bamboo, so it's bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's better. It's better than all the other ones if it's bamboo. Um, no, bamboo is cool because it's green and yeah. green, it's sustainable and it mm-hmm. grows. In, in, it, it can be good, but if it's in your backyard as a weed, it's. Uh-huh. Oh, I have bamboo back there oh, and it grows wow. so fast and yeah. it just takes over everything. And, um, so, but I got this pillow and it just, it makes my sleeping on the side so much more comfortable and I just wake up. Yeah. Feeling no back pain or anything. I should awesome. try that because I just use a regular pillow, but right, this one's a little firmer. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a memory. It's like it has that memory foam mm-hmm. feel to it, and it's just and it's not big. It's just this small. It's literally about the size of a of a neck pillow, you know. Oh yeah, and um, so that's nice. And uh, so I highly, highly recommend that. Okay, so let's get into some of our subjects. Um, but before we do that, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back to talk about. Picking your nose and what not to do. 
This episode of the Dr. Sears Family Podcast has been brought to you by Fruits and Veggies. Since the dawn of man, fruits and veggies have been an important part of a balanced breakfast. Some fruits and veggies are the perfect first food for your baby. Fruits and veggies can be hidden in a smoothie so, so that your kids don't even know they're consuming them. They think it's a chocolate shake. Fruits and Veggies has been medically proven to reduce many types of cancer, cardiovascular disease, hypertension, COPD, diabetes, premature death, obesity, bone loss, aging, neurodegenerative diseases, and many more, including arthritis, glaucoma, macular, gener- macular degeneration, cataracts, acne, etc., etc., etc. For some, their only exposure to fruits and veggies is at halftime at their children's soccer game. Ask your doctor if fruits and veggies is right for you or anyone in your family. Warning, fruits and veggies is not for everyone, especially those with an allergy to being healthy. Side effects may include increased energy, better vision, longer life, younger looking skin, decreased risks of cancer, less sinus infections, faster muscle recovery after vigorous exercise, improved blood flow to vital parts of the body, including your brain, heart, head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. Consistent bowel movements, increased libido. What's a libido? Uh, nothing. Never mind. Better memory, attention, and immune function. Fruits and veggies is available pretty much anywhere, even in your own backyard. Best health effects are when fruits and veggies are consumed as nine to thirteen servings a day. Be sure to talk to your doctor before starting fruits and veggies, or just eat a bunch of them anyway, without asking. They're good. <laughs> All right, that is good stuff. I know a lot of you out there are going, wait, wait a minute, what happened to comments with Aiden? Well, we did, I forgot to look to see if we had any comments. <laughs> so we'll have, we'll have to skip the comments. We'll just read extra next time. Speaking of comments, though, comment. Send us yes. comments and Go on our, ask us questions. Yeah. Now, what's the best place? Well, people Instagram, use Facebook. different, you know, Facebook, uh, Ask Dr. Sears. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Sears Family Podcast. Uh, Instagram, Dr. Sears Family Podcast. Mm-hmm. And just uh, leave us comments. And it's great because uh, we makes us interested in you. Yes. And if you're listening, that means you're interested in us. But if with those comments, help us return the favor so um i was a big nose picker yeah i can see that jim and i can still i can see that (laughs) and i kind of still around but i can still i still am and this is (laughs) that's honest (laughs) it's kind of a this is an interesting article and and we're gonna i'm gonna just kind of read through it partly i partly don't agree with the article. some of it i don't agree with and some of it i do so we're just going to use this as a a good um jumping off point for discussion, but uh, little kids can do some pretty gross things, including picking their nose and sometimes eating it, Ew. eating what they dig out, those nose boogers, you mining don't eat, for gold. You don't eat yours, do you, Jim? No, not okay, anymore. Good. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever, ever did that, Yeah, the eating part. I never understood it. Well, yeah. me neither. I know. But in, in addition to being socially unaccess- unacceptable, and that's the part I, I don't know if I agree with or not, um, nose picking, it can spread germs. All right? Uh-huh. So let's talk about the germs part. Well, should we do the social? Is it? It's not acceptable. It's, it's not. Okay, if you're two or four, maybe yeah. like under, maybe if you're under 10, people will not shame you. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think it's socially acceptable. Gotcha. I mean, if you're kind of itching it, yeah, with you're like, itching. You, with like your your hand, I'll t- like your, I've done your that. wrist. I've I've like <laughs> kind of been in in the rub in the middle of a nose rub, and then I realize this kind of reminds me of that Seinfeld episode where um, Seinfeld is a show that was a TV on TV show. Um, <laughs> before. 
Um, it's funny. But uh, before they had YouTube, TV. people watched the parents television. Listening. They know who Seifel. They, they Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was looking at Hayden for that. Um, the, <laughs> I'm not that young. But anyways, from a certain angle, if you're just rubbing your nose, it might look like you're picking your nose. That's and true. So I'm highly conscious of that. But um, and as a kid, when I would prick my nose a lot, I would get, I would get nosebleeds all the time, mm. and it was just and my, they would just go forever, and they wouldn't stop, and there's just blood everywhere. And it, uh, and I guess that's the so that's can be socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. Just have blood running down your face, but um, I don't know. Or I it think could it's... look awesome. <laughs> yeah. like, don't mess with me, punk. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'll make you bleed. But <laughs> but then it also can spread germs, and that's yeah. one of my big things when I'm talking, especially during flu season. The way you don't catch the flu is by not touching your face because mm-hmm. you're going to get flu germs, other germs, the germ, the the bacteria that can cause one of them that causes pneumonia. There was a study that they found a lot of it on the on um you can be spread by picking the nose but um if you don't it'll get on your fingers mm-hmm. uh if you're touching doorknobs and all that kind of stuff or shaking hands with people but if it stays on your fingers you don't get sick mm-hmm. but if you rub your eyes or pick your nose that's how it gets into you and now you get sick and get the flu so so that's uh, that's one of the reasons for me. That's the big reason why not to pick your nose. Yeah, and that's I, why everybody's all wash your hands. You know, because yeah. the, you got to get those germs off before yeah. you eat food and consume them. Wash your hands and do not pick your nose, but uh, touch your face. Um, back the, I kind of think it, in terms of the socially acceptable part of it is. It's kind of like sucking your thumb. I think most kids eventually become self aware at a certain age mm-hmm. and. Uh, they kind of go, well, okay, I'll at least I'll not let people watch me pick yeah. my nose. Yeah. You know, you'll do. I mean, I have to think everybody still does it in their car, right? Oh, it's hilarious along. to sit in traffic and look yeah, around. Look around. <laughs> yeah. Watch yeah. so many people just going out. <laughs> I do that. Some, I usually do the driving, but every once in a while, um, I, I, my, if my wife's driving, I'll have my phone, my camera, <laughs> just on the fr- if it's in traffic and we're driving past people so I can kind of catch them. It's, I'd love to see their, their, their face, face look up and they're like, they're like and they just oh. see me with my camera. Oh, I see you. anyway. You're not actually recording. You're just pretending. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a good reality TV show actually. Yeah, right. So uh, that's, that's actually why I got really tinted windows in my car so that I can pick my nose. But, so, okay. So why do, why do kids usually pick their nose? Usually well, it's... It's because you've got boogers in there and you got to get the boogers out. <laughs> No, it's a they. The, there's a, a it's kind of like cracking your knuckles. Yeah, I think people, you kind of feel something in there. And you it's feel aggravating. something and you want to get it out, and so you go digging in there, and then um, and then sometimes the the inside of the nose gets irritated or whatnot, and you tend to if something's irritated, you kind of tend to want to keep picking at it. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's why I think a lot of kids. Uh, do that if it's dry, especially I grew up when I was a kid living in Canada in the, during the winter, all the heaters going, the dry, the air oh, is just yeah. really, really dry. And that's, I think why I was a big, big, big nose picker. Mm-hmm. But for some kids, it becomes a nervous habit and they even do it out of stress or even boredom. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's, uh, this, this article goes on to talk about just how important it is that you need to stop this. You need to nip this habit in the bud. Yeah, it is a little you know? dramatic. And I was like, well, you know what? Okay, maybe I'll have that down. Uh, on my list of parenting things I need to teach my kids, maybe that's number uh, 587. Yeah. 
um, in terms it's of not gonna, it's not, certainly not gonna be the yeah, battle yeah. I pick, but, yeah, yeah. but, it's, this go, this article says, nose picking is something, uh, no wait, no matter what category your child falls in, nose picking is something that needs to be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I like so, the inflections, yeah, Jim. Yeah. I think this hit a, hit a chord for you. I think yeah, this no. is like struck maybe, a nerve. <laughs> maybe it's cause I was never stopped. I <laughs> right? was still, I was allowed to keep my, <clears throat> picking my nose. But I do, they have some good suggestions, mm-hmm. you know, discussing the hygiene concerns with your child. So they understand why we mm-hmm. kind of talked about that. Yeah. Um, I, I also like what they say enlisting aids, even like just putting a Band-Aid around the finger that is usually the picker, like yes. probably the right pointer mm-hmm. finger. Right. Um, that can just make them stop because they'll they'll have an awareness that that's there. Yeah. And that, then, that reminds me <laughs> of um funny thing. When, when I'm dealing with a, a, a patient who often has nosebleeds, right? Uh-huh. You just assume they're picking the nose, right? And so instead of asking, do you pick your nose? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you're going to, that's setting them up for a lie. I ask them which finger they pick their nose with. And so which <laughs> finger, I, I kind of start looking at their hands, which finger do you pick your nose? And yeah. they, they usually fall for it. They, oh, this yeah. one. Ah, uh, <laughs> no, but that's, I like that, Jim, because you're setting them up to know that, to think, well, this is kind of normal. Yeah. I mean, not something you want to keep doing, but mm-hmm. they don't feel like embarrassed. So I like right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to shame them. No. Oh, they're shameful. It's, you know, I think it's good to just um, communicate with your child that, eh, it's, it's kind of gross. Yeah. You know, it's, people, it's people don't want to watch you pick your nose. If you're yeah. going to pick your nose, go to the bathroom. Um, we had a, a, just yesterday in the office, I had a five-year-old. Um, I think he was there. Oh, yeah. Uh, was he there for sick? Or he was there with two of his siblings. It was a, a triple checkup. Now I remember. And um, he, mom was saying how he sticks stuff in his nose, mm. um, like toys and okay. Legos and little <laughs> things like that. And and so that actually, I, I told that child, look, the only thing that's supposed to go in your nose is your finger. Right. Because that's okay. better than <laughs> you know, baby steps. Don't put anything. <laughs> only put your finger in it. <laughs> The mom was probably like, she, yeah. What? She kind of gave me this. Wait, what? I, I, like, look, hey, I gave him all. It's better than right. You know, <laughs> we'll tackle that next time. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I remember my kid's preschool teacher. She did great because we were having. I think that year we were having a huge problem with kids getting sick and passing it around. So what she did whenever she saw a preschooler picking their nose, they had to go wash their hands. And preschoolers hate washing their hands every single time. And eventually they stopped. Oh, she would hand them a tissue and say, go wash your hands. So if they needed to continue the pick in there, you just a tissue. Oh, man, because having to go all the way across the classroom to the thing and then everybody's And they're stomping. No, it's great. And then – and so what I've done – I did with one of my kids is – but I would just say, hey, if you if you want to do that, just go to the bathroom and then wash your hands. So if they really need to get something out of there, because that's a thing, you know, we got to take care of things, just go do it in the bathroom. And then they're right there to wash their hands. So, I mean, just those right there, at least for me, it worked. And and hey, after a couple weeks, there were not nose pickers in that preschool classroom. So that, That's brilliant. I yeah, like it that. really is. Giving, <laughs> giving something, kind of like, you know, if... if your child does something, they have to go back and do, and it, do it over. Again, yeah. Then, oh, then they're going to learn to yeah. not. And it's a natural consequence. Right. Like, hey, team, it's go. like you're not in trouble, but yeah. you have to wash your hands hey, because you, you now your hands sure. are dirty. I like so. that. You guys ever heard of rhinotelomania? Let me do this again. Rhinotelexomania. No. Rhinotelexomania. That's uh, compulsive nose picking. Oh. And uh, maybe that's what I have. No, I don't think so. But it actually can be triggered triggered by stress. And and um, so if it, if your child is literally <clears throat> compulsively doing it to an, ex- an excess, you may want to ask your pediatrician if if 
if there's mm-hmm. an issue here. You know, some some people pick pick at their skin or mm-hmm. pull their hair out in, in bite a, their nails, in a, right? Bite yeah. their nails. Um, it, beyond just a bad habit, you know, mm-hmm. there's actually a, a pathological yeah. compulsion. Then then you may want to have an issue there. Um, I found if you uh, just try to keep the inside of the nose moist, um, so that you don't get those dried boogers that need to get picked out. Then uh, that helps, and just even just a a little nubbin of an ointment, whether it's Vaseline or Aquaphor or something, just kind of put it in there and kind of rub the nose, and then mm-hmm. and then so now the inside of the nose, nose is kind of goopy, yeah. Um, uh, and 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 fingers they don't really want to touch the goopiness, there, right? yeah. and it keeps the uh, the the boogers soft. Also, nasal saline, a little squirt of nasal saline in there, or nasal saline gel or spray can can. Um, help a lot so and then finally uh if all else (laughs) fails um just like other Other habits just ignore it just ignore it (laughs) you know if you go okay fine little johnny's gonna pick his nose and uh and you know what if they have an older sibling they'll beat it out of them at some point (laughs) like honestly my so my one of i have three older brothers so jim Mm -hmm. bob and peter and peter's just like two and a half years or almost three years older than me we're really close in age um he just he got rid of so many of my bad habits just by Hayden, stop Jeez. it! Like <laughs> chewing with my mouth open, or like scratching my fingernails on a surface, or just all those little things that irritated him. He just he he would he would handle it. Nice. So thanks, Peter. I appreciate it. Kind That's of. That's cool. <laughs> you appreciate the, it now. It, yeah, I appreciate it now. Yeah, right. I um. Uh, they sometimes also just uh, especially I don't eh, boy though boys and girls I think are, are the same. If I'll t- tell them, especially if we're trying to break the habit of picking the nose, talk about you know if you pick your nose too much, there's just gonna be a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned blood to a little kid. Oh no, I won't do it. Okay, yeah. I'll, you know I'll stop doing it. It's just and I think uh, I remember me. Um, although it didn't really help deter <laughs> <laughs> my you were nose helpless, begging. Jim. But uh, yeah, I, I got a no- lot of nosebleeds and. Uh, so anyway, so that can be a big help for kids. So, all right. So whether or not it's really socially unacceptable or not, uh, nose picking can spread, and that's one of the one of the other things. There's a lot of ways to try to stay healthy: uh, eating lots of fruits and veggies, boosting your immune system, and then not picking your nose. All right. Let's move on to things you can do to help your kid talk lots of words. <laughs> Tips for expanding your child's vocabulary. You know, I, and it's interesting. You kind of think, um, you know, as a when a, a one-year-old, one-and-a-half-year-old is starting to talk, it's very simple, mm-hmm. right? And then at some point, you know, fast forward 20 years, hopefully they're speaking in very eloquently created sentences with various mm-hmm. structures and adjectives, adjectives and, and things. And, and, yes. and um, so how, how is there... Does that just happen automatically? And often it does. Mm-hmm. The, the more uh, the more words that your child hears on a daily basis, you know, generally the, the more she'll learn, absorb, and eventually put to use herself. And um, but maybe there's some things that parents can do to kind of help boost that. And mm-hmm. I think it's kind of cool. Some of these uh, tips are um, it not only helps the children, but it helps the parents mm-hmm. too. And it's actually kind of fun. Um, the first one is just uh, give more details. Uh, when you talk to a child, be as, as specific as possible. Um, instead of saying, hey, bring me your shoes, you could say, bring me your pink shoes that tie. Mm-hmm. 
and like, ooh, that sounds that sounds like a fun game. Yeah. And you know, instead of hey, hey, go get your shoes, then uh-huh. well, go get the pink shoes that tie. Yeah. Because if I'm, not, they come back with their cowboy boots right. or their ballet shoes mm-hmm. or tap dancing shoes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or at least that's what I would have done. Yeah. Or instead of, <laughs> do you want to go for a walk? Go. Do you want to go for a long walk outside where we can look at the blue sky and colorful flowers? <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I want to do that. I now. really do. I, I mean, I, it just makes me want to do that, you know. And I think it's fun to um, to uh, um, kind of just talk to your children in a flat, more a little more flowery language mm-hmm. like that. I mean, like Matt said earlier, where you're just modeling to them. Mm-hmm. Um, right. This reminds me of when my daughter, when we we're when we do bedtime stories. Uh, it was so funny. She would, um, Daddy, can you tell me a story? Okay, sure. Uh, can you tell me the story about the the giraffe that goes down to the water and takes a drink, but then there's a bicycle there? And she literally would take about five story. minutes, she, and she would go on and on. And then there and then there'll be a tree, and then we climb the tree, and then build a, a tree house in there, and then there'll be a fish, and we go swimming with the fishes, and just on and on. And, and then on. you're falling asleep then, while right, she, <laughs> yeah, literally, she's telling me a bedtime story, and then but then at the end, yeah, daddy, tell me that one. <laughs> So I'd have to be listening and go, okay, so so there was once a giraffe that climbed a tree. You're like, wait, how did that go again? <laughs> she would just go on uh, and on. Do you remember the stories dad would tell us? Yes. Stories? Yes. It was amazing. He was an artist at telling the most boring stories to get you to fall asleep. Yeah. But we were captivated at the same time. Yeah, and it the was always, way he talked, yeah. it's just... So soothing. It was always about like going fishing and catching one fish, two fish, and just like go Red on and on, fish. super long. And you, you know, by the time he gets to twenty fish, it's just you're you're out yeah. you're zonked. And you know what's funny <laughs> yeah. is he was um, my kids were spending the night there a few years ago, and I was leaving, and I actually overheard him doing those stories to yeah. to land him, my little guy, uh-huh. and it was just the best. I actually stood outside the door and just listened because uh, it was so sweet. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I'll, yeah. I'll probably be having. Well, I don't know if I'll have grandkids soon or not. So that'd be fun. To well, let's hope not. Let's hope that. it's a few more. Years. Yeah. Oh no, no, you have it. That's right. Yeah, right. You're, you're allowed. Yeah, you not have my 13 year old, right? but my 25 <laughs> year old. Sure. Yes. But, um, okay. So the next one, uh, just giving more information. Mm-hmm. Um, now you. Uh, so the first one was if you if you're asking them something, mm-hmm. you just make it more flowery. But uh, then ask them to give more details. If she's if she asks you to get for her doll, uh, you mean you can say, do you mean the doll with brown hair, or the doll with the or the doll with the green dress, um, things like that. Um, even if the, the object is in plain sight, and that you know that um, you're sitting at the table, and you can you please pass, you know the, your daughter said, can you pass pass my cup, please? And, mm-hmm. Oh, you mean the cup with the nice handle on it, and uh, just that. Especially, and we're talking. Try doing this to your teenager, and they'll look at your little. <laughs> you should do that. We may get oh, it'll out. be fun. Ah. Let's try it. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Here's your pretty bow dress. Um, but uh, um, but for a little toddler, it gives them a, a more a sense. Oh wow, that there's. It's not just a cup. It's a cup with a pretty mm-hmm. handle and flowers on the top. And and uh, and not only vocab, it it helps them start seeing things a little yeah, different and, and looking mm-hmm. for the details themselves. To pay attention to all the little yeah. details and everything. So the next one, I like this. Read a book, then read another one, and repeat. And so I homeschooled my kids for about 10 years, and this was a big thing in our house. We read a ton of books. and <clears throat> But that I, I like how it goes on to say, 
stop, you know, if there comes to a word that's an interesting word or one that you don't think they maybe know what it means, stop and ask them what they think it means. And instead of yeah. just telling them what it is, ask them what they think it means because, I mean, first of all, that's hilarious. Um, but then they're, <clears throat> they are learning what it means and engaging in the story. So I like that. And then repeat. That's one reason kids like to hear the same story over and over again is because they, they get entrenched with the story. They start memorizing it. And then that's even a good time to, to stop on some of those words that they may have not really understood. And then they can see how that word adds to the story that they are already familiar with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another one, just just talking and uh, um, uh, narrating what you're doing, mm-hmm. and especially if the child is just starting to talk, like a one year old, 12 month old. Um, I tell parents to, um, here's your cup, here's your bottle. Let's change your diaper. That mm-hmm. kind of stuff. If you're narrating what you're doing it can give the kids uh kind of a sense of oh okay that there's that word for that thing that goes around my waist and holds my poop (laughs) that goes so much hand in hand with uh, the the our philosophy of baby wearing you Mm -hmm. know if if the baby is just down on the crib or whatever play mat by themselves and you're off in the kitchen doing it or whatever you're not going to really think about talking to the baby or Mm -hmm. anything but if the babies, if you're wearing them, they're involved with everything. You're there interacting with everything that's going on. It, it, it helps so much with this development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's true. Did, did, you, did your kids sometimes, I'm sure every child does this, and it's cute, mispronounce things? Oh, yeah. Instead of like the bike, it's the geik. The geik. You know, yeah. or something. And then you're yeah. so tempted to call it the geik. Uh-huh. Let's go for a geik ride, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so and and yeah. way back when I read something on not to do that yeah. because then it teaches them the wrong words. Right. But I totally didn't do that because I <laughs> thought it was great, and I'm like, you know what? Eventually, they will call it a bike, and it was just so cute. So I had yeah. a few words that I just loved, and I let them let them go. And you know what? My youngest is nine now. They don't mispronounce any of the words, yeah. and I miss it. <laughs> I really Levi do. tried to say complicated yesterday, <laughs> and it just it was amazing. Uh, I can't even replicate what it was. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, so, and it's funny. You you think. You, you remember those. You should try to record your kids doing that because once they stop doing that, it never comes back. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's so cute. Yeah. So um, to, to be able to at least capture those to kind of remember them yeah. is something kind of nice. So I like the next one, label label everything. Well, maybe not everything, but um, don't – and don't think that because a word is too big, your preschooler can't comprehend, understand, or even repeat it, um, which – totally takes me back to another memory because so when we were young our two brothers actually three brothers were in medical school first pre-med in college and then medical school so we would always hear these huge words oh, around yeah. the house oh, yeah. and i remember matt he probably was three maybe two or three he memorized how to say endoplasmic reticulum yeah we, <laughs> that thought, was our favorite. we thought it was so funny having a little two-year-old saying endoplasmic reticulum <laughs> i had levi say that the other day oh, oh really and he had you no problem re- he just did it with no hesitation you need to record oh. it it's like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I forgot to like try and get him to do it when he was two or three right, to get the funny yeah. reaction and now he's four and a half and he had no problem saying it right like, well all right, I was kind of proud yeah. of them. <laughs> but it, it, it was kind of fun growing up in our house. But we, we knew words that nobody would know. Even adults probably don't know a lot of the words that we were exposed yeah, to. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Next one, uh, ask your child questions. And, uh, and this, is, this is interesting. Um, and this goes beyond just vocabulary. That's almost about um, 
situational awareness mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, just uh, if you're in line at the bank, hey, how how many people are in line in front of us? You know, and the, the little child, one, two, three, four. Okay, four people, yay. Ooh, now it's three people. And you just, just asking questions about the child's environment can get them talking. Um, I like to teach my kids, uh, count how many items that the man has in front of us at the grocery store in the express aisle. And then do, and then do it out loud. <laughs> 17, 18, 19. So, uh, so, so you're totally calling the guy out, right. but you're not doing right. it. The I, kid I is. Kid. Sorry. He's just, he's just counting. Right? Like my child loves to count. Jim, you have fantastic too bad, ideas. Too bad you don't know how to count, mister. <laughs> oh, too bad you don't have a kid with you to keep you in, in line. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. I've been doing this a lot in the car lately. And it's so tempting to just get in the car and turn on music or whatever. But I've I've been intentionally keeping the radio off and just interacting with my son in the back. And just hey, ask Levi, him how many people give me the finger? Wait, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> yeah, just you know, inter- keeping him involved with you know the everything going on in driving. But then uh, the past three days at, at, in the morning, when our first drive in the day, I always ask him, so did you have any good dreams last night? Mm-hmm. And he'll Ooh. go off on these elaborate stories about what his dream was. <laughs> you know, and it's, you, you, it, I'm sure he's you know filling in the details just as the creative process starts mm-hmm. flowing, but it's so entertaining to listen to, him, listen to him tell these stories about his dreams. Yeah. It's really fun. I like that. That's cool. Uh, dreams are cool. I love dreams. I, I wish I could learn how to be a um, uh, what's that called? That dreams where you can control your dreams. Lucid, oh, lucid, lucid dreams. dreams. That would be so it really cool. Would. But uh, and then the final one, play just play word games. Mm-hmm. Um, you can play some games at home or in the car, like you do, Matt, um, with your little one. And it just does. It doesn't cost anything. You can play a rhyming game. Hey, I'm thinking of a word that rhymes with. Endoplasmic reticulum. <laughs> no, that's something, hard. Something pendulum. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're playing more games with Matt now. <laughs> no more rhyming. I mean it. Yeah. Anybody want to yeah. peanut? <laughs> uh, yeah. Or you can do, a, you know, I spy. I spy something uh, that starts with the letter C mm-hmm. or rhymes with bat or something like that. So I I see an animal that says meow. And it, uh, so, anyways, it's some really cool stuff you can do with your kids. Kids love to rhyme. They Levi, really do. He, it, it, just, it thrills him playing these rhyming games. Mm-hmm. That's why he's going to be a little songwriter. Oh, it's so course. much fun to see what he comes up with. Yeah. Like, just on the spot. It's oh, so really? Fun. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's writing his own songs already. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and he's he'll four. Just, yeah, he'll sit there banging on my guitar or something and just tell these elaborate, like, folk songs about <laughs> the bus that came and did stuff. I don't know. It's, oh, it's super fun. I'm going to no. record him one of these things. Yes, oh, that's cool. Do. Yeah, yeah, I dig that. All right, so that was how to boost your child's vocabulary so that they talk better. <laughs> more good. More, more good. More good or talking. <laughs> Well, it's good, We're though. silly today. What's up? With it that? is nice. I, 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 I did this for a while, um, just trying to find, uh, just boosting my own vocabulary. Coming up, looking. There's books that like a word of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, just a word there's that you, you know, like that, that you don't ever use, and you go, oh, well, that's a, another word for being frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. But instead of always saying I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated, frustrated, you can say I'm verklempt or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. adding other more words. It just it makes you sound. Uh, more intelligent mm-hmm. and more smarter. 
more more smarter. <laughs> I right? think more gooder. Yes. Yes. So uh, so that yeah, why not do that? And it's it's fun. You can do you could do that as a family. Hey, everybody, the word of the day is. This, this and then whoever gets to <laughs> and then maybe there's a prize if you you know later in the day you use the word in a yeah. sentence. Well, you know, I mean that's Pee Wee's Playhouse. So you use the word of the day and then everybody goes yeah, and you cheer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's how it works. If yeah. you're going to do a word of the day, you have to then cheer after you use it. Really loud, obnoxious. We'll bring that back. Yes, that'll be good. <laughs> yeah, right. We on the show on the doctor show we had a word of the day. Today's Sometimes, show is brought to you yeah. by the word the letter right. E. But we had a word of the day <laughs> thing. It was kind of hokey, but every once in a while they'd forget to tell us what the word of the day was. Oh, and we'd accidentally <laughs> say it when the producers weren't ready to hit the fanfare button and stuff. Like, oh, Jim, you weren't uh, supposed to say bicycle. <laughs> um, you know. Oh, okay, sorry. Let's go back and do it again. <laughs> Anyway, so, hey, so, should uh, have we taken a break yet? Yes. Yeah. Did. Okay, so, so no more breaks, so, Jim. No, no more, more breaks. breaks. How are we doing on time? Do we have time for the uh, more of the 33 things yeah. to stop doing? We got like 15 minutes. Yeah, okay, let's cool. Do it. Cool. All right, so we're going to move on. Um, the next one is to this, these are things to stop doing to your kids right now. Like, don't wait. Like, stop right now. At least that's what the article says. The next one is neglecting yourself. You do everything for everyone else. When was the last time you took care of yourself? Take time out to be healthier. Hmm. And that's that's a good one. Yeah, especially man, if you have more than one child, mm-hmm. uh, several children, uh, it it can run you ragged. It really can. And uh, parent, moms, dads, both, um, whoever's the somebody's usually at home busy with the kids all day, mm-hmm. and uh, and that can be very tiresome. Yeah. And what a wonderful lesson to to let your kids see you. Just taking a little break mm-hmm. and um, and going off and doing something that you want to do. Yeah, I yeah. remember our dad reminding my mom. It was something like, "What your kids need the most is a happy mom or a well rested mom yeah. or a shower." Sure, we mom. talked about this one on the we last. We did, episode. yeah. But that's yeah, okay. That's okay. still good. It's funny it's if good. we say if we do the same <laughs> another the same point, but do different, different talking yeah. points. I think about I it. said the dad quote last. I think time, so, so too. Just, okay, <laughs> next so time Jim can say. Well, this is a double important one because <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you are still out there <laughs> neglecting yourself and just take time. It uh, it it's even if it's it's funny. You can take this concept and apply it to not just for you and your kids, but you yourself and your work responsibilities, if you take time out from your work responsibilities mm-hmm. and just do something for yourself, even if it's just a quick 15-minute walk, uh, you'll come back refreshed and ready to be even more productive. Oh, so sure. it's, it's beyond just parenting. That's just a, a good life hack, yeah. I think. So the next one is devoting so much time to your gadgets. And we talk about this a lot. <clears throat> just, oh, you know, it, it is a new thing. Our kids are having to work harder to get our attention. And sometimes I hear my son constantly saying, mom, mom, mom. It's like, yeah. he thinks that my name is mom, mom, mom. <laughs> so he, I saw him, I heard him doing that after a while, and I realized that like that didn't feel good to me. It had anxiety behind it, and I realized that was not okay. I was too absorbed in my work, on my phone, doing stuff. So, so did you tell yeah. him to text you instead? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. He doesn't have a phone yet, but, but that's a good one next time. Levi called me out on that a couple months ago. He said, Dad, put your phone down. Uh-huh. Look at me. It just like really cut me. I'm like, oh, shoot, I've yeah. been doing that. Yeah. Put it away it and really focus attention. Have you guys ever done a, an unplugged day mm-hmm. or weekend? 
Yes. Um, Not intentionally. <laughs> I'm just gonna lose my phone. Lose on your, yeah, we did this. Uh, it, I think it's important to do, yeah. um, even somewhat regularly. I know some families do a, a, one, a whole every week. There's a day that there's just no uh, electronics, and, um, and and it's amazing. We did this several years ago for the first time. Um, we did. I think it was we took a whole weekend, or was it just 24 hours? I don't remember, but. Uh, we we collected the phones and the and the remote controls and the power cords mm-hmm. and the game consoles and just everything kind of went in a room and and was gone and uh I'll never forget our at the time my son he's about to turn 21 now he must have been I don't think he was driving yet um so he was uh, 14ish and he laid on the couch and moaned <laughs> like he literally looked like a like a wounded cow. Just what am I gonna do? It's Friday, and and after about an hour, I, I took video of it. It's somewhere in my in my with in my, your gadget. You weren't supposed to. Have. <laughs> Oh, oh, busted. It was yeah, towards I the beginning. I, so. I did. I think I did that. I mean, this is so precious. I have to get video, and then we'll put it away. So after him moaning, and I actually took a picture and then captioned it, I'm so bored. Um, but uh, And then I'm like, hey, let's go out and uh, throw the Frisbee or something. And mm-hmm. and uh, I'm ashamed to say that at his age, that's something we had never done. It's uh, something that was a huge part of my childhood and 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 adolescence is going out and playing either ultimate frisbee or just throwing the frisbee. So we walked he reluctantly walked down to the park with me and we threw the frisbee around and within a few minutes he was like, Hey, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And we had one of those really high distance ones that's um an aerobee, I think they call it. It's just more of a like a it's not just a disc, it's a um looks like the rings of Saturn, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's open in the middle and it'll go like two, three hundred yards. Dude. And um we just throw it and we were in this huge park and we after a while, we're just throwing it these long distance throws, and um, um, and we'd be he'd be sprinting across the park trying to catch it, and then he'd throw it to me, and I'd sprint across, and uh, and we ended up doing that all weekend, and for many months later, every you know every couple of days, hey dad, let's go throw, let's go to the park and throw the thing, and and that would never have happened if we didn't if if we weren't quote, bad parents and made, <laughs> made all the gadgets go away. Yeah, it's, it's very important. I like that one. So the next one is rushing everywhere. I mean, and it's huge. It's, I mean, we're always, hurry up, come on. No, you can't go poop right now. Stuff like that. And if... But daddy, I have to poop. No, you have to wait. <laughs> I don't know why I'm being such a mean parent right now. <laughs> but I think this is huge because especially... With kids, if you're always doing that, it just sets them up to think that's what life is, and you're just adding so much aggravation. And sometimes with little ones, they need time to process. They don't – hurrying up is – it causes so much stress. And I know for me, sometimes the more I would try to hurry them, the slower they went and and the more Mm -hmm. aggravated I got, and it just kind of was not this great circle effect. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, I find – um, even just the the having a mentality of rushing when you're driving, um, you may not be speeding or anything, but just you're you're getting closer to the cars in front of you, mm-hmm. and just there's a just there's an the energy, and an energy yeah. that's just no fun, and and, and the I, kids pick up on it, right, right, they and really do. So I, I like to get in the habit of just um, leaving, even if you leave one minute earlier, 
Mm-hmm. And just kind of, oh, I'll get there when I get there. Jim's looking at me when he says this. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Leaving 15 minutes earlier. Um, although it's funny, Matt gave me a ride home a couple weeks ago from this because I just came from the, my wife dropped me off here at the studio from the gym. And I was amazed at how mellow, oh, I guess I shouldn't be amazed because you're just <laughs> mellow, so mellow in yeah. general. His, the, he was the most mellow driver I've ever driven. Like. <laughs> nice. I remember consciously going, okay, uh, I need to like be super safe because there's another person in the car. Yeah. <laughs> and he might call me out on the podcast for going crazy. So. All right. So let's do one more. Um, the next one is thinking you have to spend 24-7 with them. And I fall, you know, I, I sometimes guilt myself thinking, oh, I need to spend more time with the kids or all my time with the kids. And I spend a lot of time with my kids. I, I work part-time. My kids are still my full-time thing. And so... Um, but they're with their dad part of the time. And so sometimes I feel like I kind of have to make up for that when they're here at my house and I want to spend all my time with them. And I, I've had to find some balance because they don't necessarily like that. They want to be just chill and they don't always want me hovering around, especially my teenager. So this one kind of hit home for me a little bit. Uh, don't need to spend 24 hours a day with them. But yeah. mommy, I will miss you. Okay, well, then I'll spend 24 hours a day with you. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, it's uh, it's kind of cool um, just learning how to be solo and uh-huh. just just chill and uh, re- self-reflective and mm-hmm. stuff. I think it's a, it's a good thing. Some people do it automatically. They just like to be alone. And some people don't like to be mm-hmm. alone. And, and, and they kind of – but I think yeah. just uh, – I'm not saying – you have to force force it or anything, but just kind of learning to 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 see what their rhythm that. is and mm-hmm. and kind of navigate that. Is, yeah. And I don't like being alone necessarily. So especially when my kids come home from school, I'm I'm sometimes I'm like that puppy, I'm like hi, what did you do today? Want to play? Let's go play. <laughs> what'd you learn? Nothing. What'd right. you do? Nothing. Nothing. What'd you have for lunch? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> How's your day? Fine. 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 <laughs> so how are we on time? Can we do more? We, yeah, we got, and do a couple got more? A couple okay. More. The next one is spoiling your kids. These are things you need to stop. Stop, stop spoiling, spoiling your kids. We love our kids so much and we want to make them happy 100% of the time. And since that's not possible, sometimes we overcompensate and um, we discover that we give them things that makes them happy. But really in the long run, that's going to spoil them and make them not happy. And we actually know this through studies and research that the more kids have, oftentimes the less happier they are. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially, um, you know, Christmas time or mm-hmm. holiday times, you know, the kids that kind of make the long list and then they expect to get everything on that list and they may, you know, they may get 17 presents, but because they didn't get all 25, they're disappointed, mm-hmm. you know, but you got, you got 17 presents, yeah. you know, and uh, so I... I, I this past year we we didn't do lists. We just kind of said we're gonna we're gonna think of stuff that we think you'd like for mm-hmm. Christmas. And she was surprised with it. You know, my kids were surprised with everything, and it's kind of cool because um, if they're expecting something, uh, they, they get it. It's, then it's you're, yeah. you're neutral. You're mm-hmm. just back to zero as opposed to if they're not expecting something and they get oh wow that's pretty cool yeah. You know? So or if um, they don't get it, then they're just dis- disappointed. disappointed. Yeah. You know. And that that actually leads us really well into. Well, oh, yeah. Let me finish. Yeah, let me yeah, do please. a little more on this one. Um, Stop rushing, everybody. Yeah, right. I actually. Um, I mean, we love everybody. We love our kids, and we want to do stuff for them. Yeah. But it is important to say no. 
just mm-hmm. to, if, if nothing else, to get them used to, to, to understand how to be said no to and mm-hmm. to, how to deal with that. And um, I used to, you know, my kids would just ask for stuff. Hey, can we have this? Can I have that, that, this, this, and this? And I, yes, yes, yes. But every once in a while, just almost arbitrarily, um, if it was a little thing, I'd just say, no, mm-hmm. we're, we're, sk- we're going to skip that. Mm-hmm. We're going to skip the this or that. And just, uh, just, and if they whined about it and then... Mm-hmm. Now we have a teachable moment, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sometimes I said, I will, I would kind of go back and say, you know what? I was kind of testing you to see if you'd whine uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't pass the test. And so, uh, so we'll next, time, next time, try not to whine and, yeah. and maybe you'll get what you are asking for. And you're also modeling to them how to say no, because yes. we want to raise kids that know how to say no. And of yeah. course, we don't like to be told no, but we want them to say no to, you know, Oh, man. Friends that, that want them to do something they shouldn't do or all sorts of things. They need to be able to say no. Yeah. So if we've modeled that to them, then they'll more There's, likely be able to do this it. This reminds me of the donut study, which uh, it's an amazing study done at one of the prestigious universities. Um, but it um, they take put the kids, the little, I think, three, four-year-olds, maybe older five-year-olds in a room and give them a donut, right? Mm-hmm. And then they say, all right, um, you can eat the donut if you want, but if you, I'm going to leave. And then if I come back, if you haven't eaten the donut, I'm going to come back in a few minutes and, if, and I'll give you another donut if you have not eaten this donut, right? So then you get two donuts. Now you get two donuts. So then they just, and then they wash the kids, right? And um, and some kids just kind of would look around. Some kids just eat the donut right away, and mm-hmm. and some kids would kind of look around, make take a piece of it, and you know sniff it or something. <laughs> and some kids would just not and just kind of wait for their second donut. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's interesting and all, but but the interesting thing is that then they followed those kids years, decades later, and s- to see um, the different how the different reactions if uh-huh. that correlated with with anything and it really seemed that the kids that were able to delay that gratification tended to be much more successful um at at important adult uh-huh. issues later on and uh and it's not because and and I think it it's not be, because they just didn't like donuts or something uh-huh. it was it, it was just kind of whatever was hardwired in their in their brain that allowed them to say no to that temptation that was right in front mm-hmm. of them, um, knowing, you know, hey, if I don't do this little thing, I'll get this big thing, mm-hmm. um, allowed them to to start successful companies and all that kind of stuff. So I think, um, uh, you know, it, you may not be able to uh, force your kids into that, but you can instill a little bit of, um, mm-hmm. hey, let's... Uh, like, no, we're not going to have ice cream now because we're going to a birthday party later right. and you're going to want to have cake. Start thinking, yeah. you know, start thinking uh, how, uh, uh, how their decisions and their actions are going to um, uh, affect the, the, the rest of the day and mm-hmm. the rest of their lives and stuff. So that's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I love that study. That's a great um, study. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. So the next one is stop overspending on them. And that's, you know, it's kind of similar, but most families are on a budget, even a very tight budget. And um, it's just really important to set up for your kids that they don't get to have everything. And mm-hmm. money is not endless. Money doesn't grow on trees. Um, so, and, and prioritizing. So like if they ask for something, don't just say, no, we can't afford it. But you know what? Remember last week when we bought that that thing you wanted? We're going to enjoy that, and that means we can't buy this this week. So you're helping them understand we made a choice. Mm-hmm. It's not that we just can't afford it, which that might be the case, but I like to reframe it in, in that we made a choice on what to spend our money on. We chose this, so that means we have to say no to this. 
Right. And right. so that that kind of maybe in some ways get a, gets them out of a poverty mentality where you just kind of say no to everything because we right. can't afford it. Yeah. But it's more like no, you made financial choices. Mm-hmm. So I like kind of taking it taking that approach because I, like I found that. especially you know I'm a single mom so a few years ago I realized I was just saying no to everything. Um, because we couldn't afford it. And that brought an anxiety that I just didn't really like. So once mm-hmm. I kind of made that shift and helped my kids know that, you know, we have money, we're okay, but we're going to make choices on where we spend it. That felt empowering to us instead of um, limiting and uh, kind of more of a, yeah, like a poverty-based Right, because I think, um, you know, if a child grows up thinking they don't have as many resources as the people around them. There, there's a, a, a self... Uh, it's a programming yeah, where they kind of stay yeah, in that. Like, uh, and, yeah, in fact, I, I I know some people, I have some very close friends that grew up like that. I mean, very, very poor, limited resources. And that was, that was their... That was their um, the thing they had in their head every day. No, we can't do this because we don't have money. Don't have money. Don't have money. Mm-hmm. And actually, when they grew up, once they got even a little bit of money, they would spend it. It was almost like they went to the opposite because they never got to buy candy at the movie theater. They never got to go to expensive restaurants. Mm-hmm. So they never got to buy these toys at a store. So when they go and they have $5 in their pocket, they have to spend it. Right. It's huh. so, and, and they actually know yeah. that that's why they do it. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> it's, it was kind of fascinating yeah. to hear. But I can, I can kind of see that where it's, it's somewhat of a rebellion or um, mm-hmm. kind of go to the opposite extreme. I think something else that happens if you are overspending on your kids is they stop learning the value mm-hmm. of money. Yeah. Like, what do you mean I can't have an $800 iPhone? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, what do you mean? Everybody, yeah. everybody has one and, and they don't understand. $800, that's a, that's a lot of money, of money, you know? And our daughter, our teenager, um, a couple of years ago wanted a, um, a hoverboard, mm-hmm. right? A, the couple <laughs> of friends on the on the thing had a hoverboard and I really got to have a hoverboard. I can't, I, and it was like a $300 item. And, and yeah, I, I could have just gone online that minute and mm-hmm. just bought it, but we wanted her, she, she wasn't getting that three hundred dollars is not just that's that's like Christmas present, birthday yeah. present. Kind that's of not money. just you like know, pull it up is, and oh, buy sure, it. Sure, have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we made her uh, earn half of it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, she wanted it quickly, and that was a, a learning lesson for her. She she unless there was a way for her to make one hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> in a day, she was not going to get it. Right, <laughs> and she um, it took her. Uh, we it came up with some pretty creative ways for her to earn. The money. One of them was uh, she traded her phone for a day, uh-huh. and that was worth fifty bucks. Wow! So, so, you, so, so it was worth fifty bucks for her to not no, have her phone yeah. for a day. You know, I totally kind of get it. I mean, that seems like a lot, but if I really think about it, that's so valuable. Right. That's so you know, valuable. Cause, 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 so she earned fifty. She had she did the dishwasher and took the trash out and just did a lot of stuff. And uh-huh. you know, within. Uh, you know, and then there was a, I think she actually still owes me another day of the phone because we, after, you know, the weekend was coming up and she really yeah. wanted it by the, by the, that, the, the weekend, which is like three or four days away. So we kind of, kind of made it so she, she we knew she'd at least get it by that Friday. Yeah. And, uh, but she does still owe us uh, one right. day we'll, of phone. We'll remind you of that. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> all right, that's good stuff. Yeah. We, uh, we've, um. Hopefully, helping all the kids out there uh, be raised just a little bit better. Yes, and uh, with all these things that parents need to stop, stop doing. doing right so, now. So, so no spoiling, no overspending. Um, no, try not to rush. You know, 
as we're not overspending and spoiling our kids, it is. I think it is important to uh, at least every day make them sp- feel special. But it yeah. doesn't have to be. It can be just a, a little note, yeah. You know, or uh, or conversation, a, a conversation or, or eye or a contact. Hug, you know, hey, yeah. you know, as a, and so we're not saying always be grouchy and saying no, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. All right, Absolutely. so cool, cool. So this has been a this has been a fun show. Um, don't forget to like us and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Dr. Sears Family Podcast, and you can also find us on the internet at our website, askdrsears.com slash podcast. Do we have a mom-to-mom moment, this one? Do we? Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's take a, before we do the hype excitement uh, end of the show thing that (laughs) I was in. Rewind, rewind. Now it's time for mom-to-mom moments with Hayden. (laughs) So, a couple weeks ago, my parents and I got to travel to... um, be with my sister during her labor and it turned out to be a very long labor so my parents and I were in the hospital with her for over 24 hours which gave my mom and I a lot of talking time and it was so so sweet she was reminiscing about the time that I was born and talking about her labor and I mean we just had so much time there and she we were both we were all like kind of so tired and so conversation just kind of came out very freely and it was so sweet to hear my mom reflect back to her time I'm, I'm 41 so this was 41 years ago and just all the special special moments like she watched the sunrise you know right before she started pushing and just little moments that if I not had not asked her I'm, I might not know some of these things so my mom to mom moment today is to take some time over the next few days and reach out to your parents and ask them the questions about when you were born and and hear the little details because you might not have they might not be around forever if your parents pass then you won't, you're not going to know those things and and if your parents aren't around anymore reach out to somebody that was and and get these little details because they're very special so take some time to connect with your parents and let them reminisce about the time that you were born that's good. I know little kids love to hear about when they were born, mm-hmm. stories about when they were little. So, you know, now take time to your to talk about those stories with your kids. Yeah. I love it. I remember when Matt was born. Me too. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was. It, you were a very fast delivery. Yeah. I was. I was assigned to be the videographer and the photographer. And as your mom literally was like, oh. Baby's coming, and uh, so I'm sitting there trying to set up the video camera on the tripod, and, and uh, my dad just kind of goes, "It's, it's I, a- no, is it, well, my dad, mom said, forget it, just start taking pictures, because <laughs> we didn't want to miss <laughs> the miss the it, moment, you know." Yeah. And so it's kind of funny. It was literally that quick. It was so quick. <laughs> well, in fact, do you know what we were doing before that? We were taking a family photo shoot for a newspaper. Oh, the funny. newspaper photographer was in our living room taking a family photo, and my mom went into labor. Oh my gosh. Right then. And this is what I remember. Everybody kind of, you know, my mom went upstairs. My dad went to call the midwife. I think Jim probably went and got the video camera. I'm left sitting there because I I was one of the youngest. And the, so the newspaper guy started asking me what everybody's names was in, were in the family. And <laughs> I started going through them. Jimmy... Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> Peter, but but Jimmy and Bobby were in high school, and they went by Jim and Bob. Yeah, right. So when the newspaper was, was published, it said Jimmy and Bobby. <laughs> I remember you guys getting so mad at me. Okay, and also how hilarious it is, is it for that newspaper guy? He was probably like, "What, what is, going is going on?" Crazy, huh? <laughs> so good times. Oh, Wild birth stories are fun. Birth stories are fun. 
All right, cool. Now can we go back to the fun, exciting yeah, part yeah, right, yeah, yeah, the show? Yeah, Turn up the music. Do the thing where I said to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> Send us comments and questions. Uh, we really love those comments, questions, yeah. and ratings, and it, it's really cool to interact with you guys, and uh, especially questions. Ask us questions, because yeah. it's kind of fun to, because otherwise we'll just make up questions, mm-hmm. and uh, and that doesn't help anybody. So uh, ask Dr. AskDrSears.com slash podcast on the internet, and then Dr. Sears Family Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. For Soundman Matt and my sister Hayden, I'm your host, Dr. Jim Sears, and we will see you next time. <laughs>